All right, I got Justin Rothlingschofer on the show. He is the founder of Own It. He's also a Wall Street best-selling author of the book Intent. He's got a new book on the way and an ex-NHL performance coach. Justin, welcome to the show, brother. It is so great to be here, Joel. It's uh, I know we've been chatting back and forth, and this has been a long overdue conversation, and so I can't wait to just really dive in and, and, and see what comes of it. Yeah, man, I, I got a chance to connect with you a while back, and I was really blown away about just your knowledge about health and some of the things that you guys are doing. I bring people on this podcast because for only one reason, they must be disruptive in their industry and you're doing some disruptive stuff in the health industry, something that I never heard of because we were talking and you're doing some type of cellular testing, blood work coupled with DNA and you're getting some magnificent results from people. And I want to find out from you why you're just so passionate about this. But before we go there and why you think it's like the key markers that we need to be looking at when we're looking at health overall root causal health and getting people to peak performance like the athletes and the high performers you work with. But how the hell did you get here? How, the, how did you like stumble upon this and realize like, ah, this is the key? Yeah. So I think, um, a few things. So I will, I won't go down the road of really what all the markers are and how everything is intertwined yet. But I think we have to understand at its core that health is holistic. Health does not just start at one space. It is truly holistic in nature. It is all encompassing. It's mental, it's physical, it's spiritual, emotional, and health. We've been taking too much of a direct line, too much of a unif like one piece of it and saying, this is the answer. This is the silver bullet. This is where we need to quadruple 10x down on because that's what we've been able to find. But a lot of my reasoning behind that comes back to when I was 11 years old. And uh, at 11, uh, I just had this vision and and God said to me, hey, you're going to redeem the health of the world. And I took that to heart. I, I've, I My religion and my faith and my relationship with Jesus is just so core to me and root to how I operate on a day-to-day -day basis and has allowed me to just be a very authentic in nature. Um, that was then built upon by my father at 12 uh, years old when uh, I was playing hockey, growing up in Canada. That was the thing that you did. And he said, son, talent will get you noticed, but consistency will get you paid. And I realized that I needed to become the most consistent version of myself. What does that look like? And I knew it had to do with my habits and behaviors, how I showed up, how I lived, the choices I made, the decisions I made, how I slept, how I ate, how I recovered, how I managed stress. And so at 12 years old, I started to wear heart rate monitors to train, uh, heart rate monitor to sleep, pulse oximeters to sleep, uh, started tracking brainwave sensors while, while I was, uh, started to track brainwaves to understand stages of sleep while I was sleeping, was reading medical journals to understand it, started looking at blood work from my doctors, all of these things that typical kids around this age are not doing, um, but started to get reps. And so started to learn the metrics of heart rate variability. What does that mean? What is it actually uh, it, explaining to us? What are we determining? S to say all that, over the course of six years, I'm now 18, I come down to the States on a hockey scholarship. I get two undergraduate degrees, exercise science and nutrition. I then go and get my master's degree in exercise physiology. I then go and get uh, do my postgraduate work um, in heart rate variability and sleep. And then I get my massage therapy degree um, to really understand how the body all intertwines and take a much more holistic and hands-on approach. And it started to hit me that 
the way that we have been operating in the space of health, wellness, performance has been one-dimensional. Maybe we get the data, but the solutions are uniform. Oh, you have a vitamin D deficiency. Here, take a vitamin D supplement. Everybody gets the same. Everybody gets the same dosage. Everybody gets the same thing. But you give two people the same dosage. You give these people the same supplement, but the outcomes are different. Why? You go and you get somebody a workout plan. Somebody, they go and do the same workout plan. They get different results. You give somebody the same diet, they get different results. You give somebody the same sleep plan, they have different results. One person's tired, one person's energized. Why is that? It's because we are individuals that need N of one solutions, personalized solutions to identify the deficiencies that are existing within our bodies at the cellular level, not at a high level, blood work level, but at an actual cellular level. And once we can identify that we're individuals, once we know that the metrics that are, we're getting are actually giving us the unique fingerprint that we each have and how certain habits, certain behaviors, certain uh, lifestyles that we're engaging in are going to be pushing us down a road that's either helping us earn our health or helping us earn our illness, that is the only point that once we have agency over that and we understand those metrics, that's when we can do something personal. That's when we can make some change. That's when we can have the influence. That's when we can have the impact. And I was blessed for over the course of uh, a decade to be um, implementing this system that really was what I call my Jesus Carpenter years, if you will, figuring it out um, in the NCAA and the NHL with some of the best athletes, highest performing um, uh, athletes and hockey players in the world. Um, and in, at, in 2021, um, ended up uh, stepping away and starting Own It to really help democratize high performance and democratize this system to make the same thing that was once only available for the elite or the um, professional athlete now available to the masses. Dude, in incredible stuff. When you were, by the way, 11 years old, I think I was picking my nose. I don't know how, I don't know how you at 11 had a vision that like this was going to happen, but clearly, and I think everything I know about you too, just with your, your first book intent and now own it in the coaching that you're doing. It's like, it, it makes sense of where you're at right now. Like you, you, you are everything you say, you follow and you do, you live it, you are it. And so yeah. I just, I love that about you. Um, were you implementing some of this stuff back in the NHL and did you have, yeah. were, and were they kind of like, I don't want to say guinea pigs, but beta testing and, and doing all this. And then if so, were, what were the results that you were seeing with some of these testing and from, from the players? So here's the funny thing is the further down this road that I went in the NHL, the, the, the more standoffish, all the traditional docs got all the, the, all the athletic trainers got, they were like, I don't understand this. I don't like this. Um, this, this doesn't make sense to me. This isn't how I would do it. So I actually want nothing to do with it. However, what, uh, what I started in 2015 was a private camp for NHL guys to come down to Florida where we could actually start doing this whole entire thing. So yes, um, early on, I started to track heart rate variability in all of our athletes. I started to do all the power tracking. I started to do all the load monitoring through heart rate um, uh, and heart rate variability and sleep monitoring. But then we started to get into the cellular blood work, the DNA testing, the epigenetic testing. And that's where a lot of these traditionalists or the traditional doctors that we had there really got like, 
hey, I, I don't I don't get this. I'm not, I'm not on board with this, and would would really kind of get in the way. Well, when all of a sudden we went down to Florida and we started to do this camp privately with a lot of these guys, we started to see injury rates drop. We started to see energy rates increase. We started to see in, um, sickness rates drop. We started to see um, performance actually increase in guys that were having that were only ever able to make it into the American League. All of a sudden, getting into the NHL, having careers, now being career guys, having long careers and longevity in this space. And everyone starts to go like, "What's happening? What's going on? Why is this actually go- why? Like, what what do they know that we don't?" And it's not that we knew anything that nobody else knew. It's that we were doing things that nobody else was willing to do. And it's the ability to understand your body. It's the understand to actually have n of one solutions. Go beyond the generalizations. Go beyond what's easy. Go beyond what's simple. Go beyond what's time efficient. And rather get really interested in the individual. Get really interested in what's happening deep down inside and get to the core problem or the core opportunity. And once you identify what that is in people and then you use data to drive it so you're not making decisions off feelings, you're not making decisions off circumstance, you're not making decisions off wins or losses, you're not making decisions based on how your uh, day's going. You're making decisions off data, commitments, and, uh, and, and conviction. And that's where we need to actually step in. That's where we need to make our, that's where we need to draw the line in the sand. And that's where we need to ultimately have the standard. And once we were able to do that, um, it wasn't, I would say, three years later that I had my first non-NHL athlete come to me and say, Justin, you know what? Like, they were in the organization, they were in management, uh, upper management, and they said, I just don't feel well. Like, I just don't feel myself. I don't know what you're doing with these guys, but can you do it for me? And my first reaction was, nope, I only work with NHL guys. This is, my, this is the only thing that, 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 I, that I know. But very quickly, I was like, no, this isn't an athlete problem. This is a human problem. This is a human problem. We need to take people from a state of knowing what to do. They've heard all this stuff, but they don't actually know what's truthful or what matters and they ultimately don't know how to put it into practice so they need to be convinced and they spend so much time trying to be convinced that they actually miss out on implementation that I need to take them from a state of knowing to a state of understanding because the moment you understand your body, the moment you understand the information, the moment you understand the data, the moment you understand the impact and influence of certain actions, you no longer have to be convinced because now you're convicted. Now you are truly, truly in the understanding space that you're like, man, I have to do this. This is a part of who I am. This becomes a part of your lifestyle. This becomes a priority to you because you know what the opposite side looks like versus where you are now. And when you can put those two and two together and have data that validates it, you've you've gone from somebody who can look but then look away to somebody who's seen and can no longer unsee. It's really cool because what you just said in the beginning to democratize this information, right? It's not just for the NHL players. I mean, they're at the top of the food chain. And so these guys have, you know, there's, when you look at like an Olympian who actually takes medals and actually hits the podium is a very slight, it's like, it's a, it's two millimeters, right? It's just a slight difference. It's a slight edge. So they need every edge possible, but the same thing with these entrepreneurs and stuff. I love that because so many of us, we're just not even aware that the options are out there. And the problem, though, and you know this, to reach the masses, 
most people don't care because they don't, they don't, they think in their own paradigms of health and what it, they, they've been told health is. And so they don't even know that there's another option. And so it's hard sometimes to move them there, but you have these people that when they're willing and they're seeking this information and you can get them on board, NHL players, like I said, most of them are motivated to be, be the best. That's why they're the best to work with. Cause they'll listen to you and probably do what you tell them to do. Others might be a harder sell, but now you're finding a whole nother group of people that if we can just make them aware of this, that, Hey, this is an option, a better option now. And I can give it to you, but you got to be committed. You got to be all in. I, th- I think uh, I'll even take like a little bit of a contrarian stance to that, I think, in a little way where it's not about being a tip of the spear person. Like I think so often we hear high performance, we hear uh, optimization, we hear words like this and we're like, oh, that's not for me. That's for the elite athlete. That's for the Olympian. That's for the professional. High performance lifestyle is simply a highly intentional lifestyle. It's a highly consistent lifestyle. Optimization is not the pursuit of perfect, it's the pursuit of better. So if you're just trying to get a little bit better, you're optimizing. If you're just trying to get a little bit more energy, sleep a little bit better, people are all on board for that. But they like hear optimization like, ooh, no, that's, that's scary to me. And so that's where I think it, this is for everybody. And everybody's starting to realize that, that you don't have to live in your reality and the fear that you have internally of stepping into something that's a little bit different, stepping into something that's a little bit unique. That, the, the only thing that you're choosing is you're choosing to go down the direction of, of, of um, earning your illness. And I give this example often. Where when you look at the course of um, a, a life, somebody can live in three spaces. They can live in death and disease. This is where ultimately you have some form of chronic illness. You've had a heart attack. You've got diabetes. You've had a stroke. You're um, suffering from obesity. You've got COPD. You've got some form of disease that you're being treated for. Then on the other side of the spectrum, you've got true health. This is where it's different for everybody, but you might wake up in the morning, you put your exercise shoes on, you go and you work out, you might go for a run, you come home, you get the kids off to school, you go to your job, maybe it's your own business, maybe it's working for somebody else, you're mentally clear, you're getting everything done throughout the day, you're fully energized, you come home at night, you get your kid to football, to soccer, to the PTA meeting, you come home, you have dinner, you have some connect time with your spouse, you go to bed, you sleep deeply, you do it again the next day. Somewhere in there. But the sad part is that 90% of us live in this space that I call fake health, which is disease-free. You go to your doctor, no, you're good, you're healthy, but you're symptom-full. You've got your headaches, you've got your nausea, you've got your weight gain that's unexplained, you've got your brain fog, you don't sleep well, you've got your energy drops, your libido's low. All things that the world tells you are normal... Oh, that's what it takes to be an entrepreneur. That's what it looks like to be a leader of 25 people. That's what it looks like to be a mom, a dad, a spouse. That's what 40 looks like. That's what 50 looks like. That's what happens when you turn 60. All lies. All lies. And what we have to realize is the longer we stay here, the longer we accept the dysfunction, as long as we normalize the dysfunction, the dysfunction leads to destruction and the destruction leads to disease. And there's only so long that our body can operate here because the symptoms are simply warning signs that the door is closing and at some point that door will shut and thrust us from fake health into death and disease. And these are the people that we see that wake up one morning and go, oh my gosh, this has gotten so bad. And they developed cancer overnight. 
or oh my, oh my gosh, this is so bad, I got diabetes overnight. Or oh my gosh, this has gotten so bad and I pick my head up and I've gained 80 pounds overnight. Well, no, this has been something that you've earned over the course of time and this is what that's looked like. For me, I've, I saw this in my own journey. For me, as a kid, I was highly anorexic. Like I had a, I had a really, really tough um, body image issue where I couldn't shake it. I was fearful of getting fat. I was putting myself through the ringer. And ultimately, I started to see it 17, 18 years old, uh, my kidneys and liver start to fail because I was living a certain way. It's nothing that I had genetically. It's nothing that I was doing. It was simply the way I was living that was putting myself into this space. Fast forward 11 years, and all of a sudden, I go into the hospital with, uh, while I was in the NHL, optimizing everybody else's lifestyle, but failing to do that for me, where I couldn't really eat anything. I, it, was, it was soups and, um, and smoothies was really all I was able to eat and not feel nauseous with. I was getting headaches. My energy was low. And I went in. They did a colonoscopy and an endoscopy. They found an ulcer the size of a quarter and seven polyps the size of my thumb all in my colon that were all precancerous. And they said, man, if you hadn't come in, you wouldn't have seen your 35th birthday. And so these things are not just, oh my gosh, that's so unfortunate, Justin. No, I was living a certain way. I was making certain choices. I, was, I had certain habits that were earning me this outcome and I needed to make a choice to live differently. But the only way I was able to live differently was when I started to get really tuned in to the data that I needed, the deficiencies that I had at the cellular level, being able to optimize for those and minimize those so that now all of a sudden my body's working more efficiently, I have more energy, I'm sleeping better, I'm feeling better, and that's when everything starts to change. Dude, thanks for sharing that with me. I, I had no idea that you had that and you know, and you were at the top of the game too. You understood this stuff and you even fall, fell victim to it too. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that. I had no idea. I want to jump into cellular testing. Talk to me about what that means because anybody listening to is like, that's woo woo. Or you, you hear some of these functional medicine docs also, and you got to be careful. They throw down this, they throw this out a lot. And, and I hear this in the biohacking space, like, yeah, we're getting this into the cells. And it's like, okay, what does that mean, man? So talk to me about what does that mean? Cellular testing. And like, what are you, what are, what are we actually doing? What are we testing? Yeah. So I love, I love these conversations and I love the myth bunking or myth debunking and just putting a lot of stuff against like the test of science because um, uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, any of your listeners or anybody follows um, Lane Norton, but Lane's, Lane's unbelievable. Um, one of these guys that just really debunks a lot of the biohackers and a lot of these influencers that are out there. And he actually just put a post out um, last couple days and uh, it was saying, hey, if you want to lose fat, you have to eat poop. And he was talking about... Um, uh, he started to cite a um, uh, cite some studies, and he's like, high levels of butyrate, taking in butyrate actually shows that it decreases uh, fat cells, and so it helps you lose weight and all these things. And he goes, um, uh, the highest concentrations of butyrate can be found in your stool. And so if you actually take in large amounts of stool, you're going to be able to lose weight. And he's like, and he's he's doing this simply to show that when you look at studies that are not random, um, random standardized human, con random control human studies, 
it doesn't matter. If they're on animals, it doesn't matter. If they've got small um, sample sizes, it doesn't matter. Randomized control human studies are the only things that truly matter as to how they're impacting us and what they're actually going for. And so that's, that's, I think, the big thing that people have to understand is that all of these people are picking and choosing little studies that show that what they're trying to talk about showed the right outcome while also having zero uh, care for the application or how they're being utilized. And they're putting this out there for people to say, oh, it's validated by science. Well, it makes science a mockery because it's not actually looking at what's happening in you and me. It's looking at what's happening in alligator A, B, C, or D or rat A, B, C, or D where it actually has no influence on us. So that's number one that I want to come back to is like, make sure that whoever you're listening to, the person that you're taking advice from, the person that you're validating, the person that you're um, uh, really saying is speaking the truth, number one, has randomized human control studies to cite what they're talking about. If they don't, get rid of it. It doesn't matter anymore. It's like, it's, it's, it's old. It's like, get, get rid of it. And, and, and that's like the number one telltale sign. Number two, if they can't tell you the actual values of how much was used, the specific amounts, and on what human outcomes happened, doesn't matter. Get rid of it. So that, that's that's an aside. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Super important when we come, stuff. When we, when we come back to what's actually happening at the cellular level, and we'll talk about blood testing here because I think so often – Blood testing has become like the standard, right? Where a lot of people are like, oh, this is what I want to look at. I want to look at what's happening now. Well, here's the funny thing is in blood testing, we're looking at serum testing. And when we look at blood serum testing, people are like, oh, I'm being very proactive in my health and I'm looking at what's happening at the serum level. But when you're looking at what's happening at the serum level, whether it's your folic acid levels, whether it's your FSH levels, whether it's your glucose levels, it doesn't matter. When you're looking at these numbers, you're looking at what's broken. You're looking at what's not already operating well. And so you've immediately broken and thrown out the window the argument that you're being proactive because the proactivity needed to happen a long time ago. And so you could just stick with me here. You could have great numbers on all of your CBC, so your complete blood count panels, or your CMP, your complete metabolic panels, or your pH panel, your preventative health panel, which they call it, which is so funny, um, uh, and or your lipid panel, whatever it is that you're getting. And at the cellular level, you can be starving for nutrients. You can be vitamin deficient. You can be mineral deficient. You can be amino acid deficient. And your body is operating on overdrive. It's stealing from Peter to pay Paul. It's not um, nourished in the right way. There's deficiencies left, right, and center. But all of a sudden, your panels all come great because nothing's broken yet. It's like driving your car on a highway at 5,000 RPMs and you're like, oh man, I just took my oil. I checked my oil last week and it was good. But you're literally riding that thing so hard that it's only a matter of time before that engine pops and something goes and you're like, man, what happened? I was looking after everything. My numbers were all good. This doesn't make any sense to me. 
And that's what happens with us all the time is unless we go to the cellular level, we actually have no idea what we're deficient in. We have no opportunity to create a shift and a change because we're actually not taking ownership of anything. We're looking and just checking to see what's broken periodically. Okay. That's, that is, that's awesome. And when you say, so when, I just want to be clear, when you say cellular testing, that's a blood test. You're using the blood to get that. Is that correct? correct. Okay, cool. Yep. And I think you just answered a big question that I wanted to ask you because I, I am a holistic health coach and I've learned under many people, but my, one of my main mentors is a, is a naturopath. And he would always say, Joel, you, you don't need looking at the blood as a waste of time to what you're, you're pointing out to because people go in and get their thyroid test. They give them a TSH, TSH level, thyroid stimulating hormone, and it always comes back normal. Always comes back normal. And then the year they finally go in, it's out of range. It's too late. Like you said, the range is, the blood is always coming back into homeostasis. So blood tests are worthless, he says. Don't do these. You need to do functional medicine tests. But it sounds like you're saying, no, blood tests are valid, but you've got to be doing specific ones. And the ones we get from our normal care providers, they are not specific and they're not giving you what you need. They're, you're already broken by that time. So here, so here's the funny thing, and and I talk about this often, is the reasons that we're going to end up having people come in and not do these tests um, and lean in in a different way is for a few reasons. You've got your health expert, who the reason they're not going to run these tests is because they're expensive. They 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 cost more than a four dollar or eleven dollar CBC or CMP, so it's going to cut into their margins. So they're not going to want to sell it. And then number two or number three, I guess you could say, is the ease of scale. So you look at Inside Tracker, you look at 10X Health, you look at um, Get Blokes, you look at all of these. All they're running are the CBC, CMP, and calling them personalized blood testing to understand your deficiencies. Well, they're not actually doing what they're saying. And they go into this fear monger state. They go into this state of confusion where they're like telling you they're doing something, but really what is actually happening isn't happening. And when you get into this space... They can now scale very easily because they've got such great margins. They can market more. They can put more dollars into this. They can tell a story that gets them to an easier, uh, easier space of scale because it's also on you, the consumer, to go to LabQuest or LabCorp um, and uh, get your blood pulled where in the other version, you actually have to have someone come to you because they have to spin it a certain way. They have to get it done a certain way. So that's why the health expert goes that route. The medical act practitioner doesn't go that route because number one, insurance doesn't cover this. So it's of no benefit to them. Number two, they can't write a prescription off of this. So it's no benefit to them. And number three, it takes more of their time because now they actually have to look and understand what you're deficient in and then give you something different again on the um, uh, on the next action steps, which they don't want to have uh, on their plate as well. So this is where we're coming from. I've seen so many people, thousands of people who have come over and their blood work from their doc has been great. They've had high vitamin A, high vitamin D, high vitamin C levels in their serum. But all of a sudden they come into uh, – the, the cellular testing, and they're deficient in vitamin D. They're deficient in vitamin B. They're deficient in vitamin C. They're deficient, deficient in vitamin D. And they're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I just did this test. But you're telling me I'm deficient. Yes, because it's in the serum. It just doesn't have the cofactors, the enzymatic activity to pull it into the cell to be used as raw materials and actually operate at a higher level. And they're like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Is this why I get sick six times a year? Yes, 
Is this why all of a sudden when my daughter comes home with a runny nose, it's not three days later that I have a runny nose? Yes. Well, Justin, it doesn't make sense because I take a vitamin C supplement. Well, guess what? Even though you take a vitamin C supplement, it doesn't mean it's bio, 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 biologically available for you to absorb into the cell because maybe you're missing the cofactor. Maybe you're missing the enzymatic activity. Maybe you're, maybe, maybe you're missing the thing that needs to pull it into the cell so it can be used. It's not your vitamin C supplement kicks in in year seven. That's not what actually happens. It's like, hey, we need to do something differently. But the moment that we get the information and the wisdom of what's happening in here, that's when we can take the change that's personalized. Yeah. Boom. Okay. So someone comes in to you and I know you're going to explain this process more a little bit better, but someone comes into you, I get a super high level blood test done at the cellular level with you. And then what happens based on that? You give me supplement recommendations and like, this is what we need to balance you out so that maybe three months from now we run your panel again and we can see that, Hey, we made some solid change and your energy's up. Like, what does that look like? What's next? That's what everybody else does. <laughs> okay, perfect. So yeah. What is what's so, Justin? What's the team at own it doing then? Yeah. So the, um, the reason I, I, I say that in a very joking way, um, but not really. Um, and the reason I say that is because I think so often we get stuck in this supplement me the way out of this. And uh, I firmly uh, believe in proper supplementation. It's, it's critical because there's a lot of things that we as humans, as we're taking in food, uh, we, want it to, we want to do 90% of our uh, nutrient intake through food. But there's certain things that we just can't break down. And because of certain genetic breaks, because of certain cellular deficiencies, we just can't absorb the raw material from a piece of chicken, meaning we don't eat, we don't take in chicken and then absorb chicken into our cells. It's we take it in, we take it in, it breaks it down into its individual amino acids. And that's what we absorb or the other nutrients or vitamins that come from that. So when we think about this, we have to make sure that we are supplementing properly. So when we come into our ecosystem, it's really this three-pronged approach. Number one is we're going to do testing. I want to understand what's happening. We're going to do your cellular testing. We're going to do your DNA and epigenetic information. We're going to understand where the certain breaks are. Number two is we're going to actually custom formulate, so custom build for you one supplement. You're not getting 90 like different pill bottles and say, oh, here's, 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 here and combine them together. No, you're getting one that's been custom formulated, custom built in therapeutic dosing based off of the different um, raw materials that need to be uh, formulated together to optimize for the cellular deficiencies for that time period. And we'll retest again in either three months or six months. And we keep on that cadence because our body will continue to shift. The third thing we're going to do is we're going to get you on some form of wearable device, be it Whooper Aura, that's going to start to track our sleep quality, because that's one thing that we need to understand. Are we improving sleep quality? Where is that at? Number two, we're going to track heart rate variability because we want to understand how our stress is actually being handled internally in our body because our body doesn't know the difference, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional stress. So as cellular deficiencies start to diminish, stress levels will also start to diminish. We will become more efficient. HRV will start to rise. We will sleep better causing HRV starting to rise. And then the third or the last component we will add is a coaching component where we will actually start to help build you a life by design 
in accordance to the things that we actually saw from your testing. So what are the best ways in which we can start to create a morning and night routine for you? What are the best ways we can start to adapt to time changes for you? What are the best ways that we can start to adjust nutrition um, and hydration protocols for you? What are the best ways that we can start to uh, create environmental and um, uh, and, and, uh, immune response, uh, protocols for you. So very specific to you. And so over the course of time, what we see is a massive spike in heart rate variability, meaning that we are more capable of taking on more stress. We're able to see a massive rise in capacity, a massive rise in fitness level, a massive rise in mental acuity, a massive rise in mental awareness, a massive rise in uh, focus, massive rise in energy, all of these things that we're seeking. But then as we retest, we're also now starting to see the cellular cellular deficiencies diminish, but also start to change based upon the season we're in based upon where we're living, based upon what our exercise output is. Maybe one season we're training for a marathon, one season we're not. There's going to be different cellular needs. Maybe one season uh, your cold and flu season is just rampant because you live in northwest uh, United States or northeast United States and you don't get as much sun. You got kids bringing home cold and flus. You're traveling a lot versus the summer. You're spending more time outside on the beach, vacation. No one's going to school, those types of things. All of these things take into place, and this is what we're talking about with N of One Solutions. It's not enough just to say, oh, here's your vitamin, Go like here's your one day, or here's the product that I've built that's best for everybody. No, this has nothing to do about Justin. This has nothing to do about anybody other than the end user and making sure that we can empower you with the information needed, the knowledge needed, the wisdom needed the understanding needed so that you can take ownership of your health and feel like you have agency for the first time and hard data that backs it and shows improvement and you know exactly where you stand so you don't go to the doctor one day and go, man, how did I get here? I want to talk to you about the biofeedback HRV part and the coaching part because I remember when we were talking at the mastermind, I was really impressed. And I think I remember asking you a question. I go, well, have you thought about this like with an app and that it, you can actually, you're actually giving direct feedback and you're like, we already do that. And I was like, wow, you had thought of everything. But before I do, cause I think that's a crucial part of getting someone from A to Z. I want to talk to you about DNA and cause that's another component of what you're doing. You're looking at the blood work and the DNA. Can you speak a little bit about why you find that so important? The combination of the two specifically, and then also just this D what makes your DNA testing so much different than others. We know we've, we've evolved now from the olden days of 23 and me, but you and I know there's a lot of charlatans still out there. And, uh, you know, we've got Gary Breck is out there and we've got people talking about the MTHFR gene. Like it's you, like it's the end of the world for people because they have a polymorphism and it's not, it's like, we all have polymorphisms in the MTHFR. Oh, so like big deal, Gary, like tell me more. And so talk to me about DNA, brother. How much, how much time do we oh, have? Dude, I know this is, this is a whole nother podcast. <laughs> this is a whole nother podcast. You're right. Um, but I'll, I'll touch on it here. And you touched on the MTHFR gene. And it, sure, very important that we know if we have that polymorphism because, again, you're going to supplement differently. You're going to change, change up some of your diet a li little bit. But at the end of the day, there's about 68% of the population that has the MTHFR gene mutation. 
And when a lot of us think about having or we hear the concept of having a gene or genetic mutation, we're like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Oh my gosh, how can you fix me? Oh my gosh, that's why I have brain fog. Oh my gosh, that's why I have anxiety. Oh my gosh, that's why I'm in this state. But that's not the case at all. And again, the way that a lot of these health influencers are, are, are spinning this is because you have this gene mutation, that's why you have this outcome. But that's actually not the case. The reason you have the outcome is because of the habits and behaviors that you're doing consistently that have brought you to this place. Because just because you have a genetic mutation does not mean that you're going to have the outcome that's there. Realize that genetic mutations load the gun but your habits, behaviors, and lifestyle pull the trigger. And so when we look at genetic mutations, we have to understand that all we're looking at is what we are predisposed to. It just means we're starting further down the hill, means we're closer and don't have as much runway before we actually start realizing diabetes. Start. We don't have the capability to absorb and have the insulin reaction and insulin sensitivity that maybe somebody who's not genetically predisposed to that might. But there's no science, there's no evidence, there's no studies, there's no anything that literally says, oh, with this genetic mutation, you are going to get X. You are going to suffer from Y. It's literally being made up and we are caused to believe that. And when we're caused to believe that it comes again from a state of fear because we don't want to have these things. But yet in our minds, we are actually suffering from them. We are suffering from anxiety. We are suffering from overwhelm. We are suffering from brain fog. We are suffering from gut issues, but it's not the genetic predisposition that caused it. It's the lifestyle component that we have to change. It's the pizza three times a week. It's the not sleeping at night. It's the, um, it's the drinking of energy drinks. Like I'll come, I'll come back to this, um, uh, this component here in a, in a second. It, even you go into your multivitamins that you're having. If you have the MTHFR gene, what ends up happening is you actually can't methylate um, uh, folate as well. Or, uh, and, and so if you're thinking about you can't methylate folate as well, then all of a sudden what has to happen is you have to have a methylated form of it. And so if that's the case, methylated form of B12, so if you can't methylate it and you actually go and look at your multivitamin that you've been having, it may be a non-methylated form and that's going to cause, again, more issues within your blood work. It's going to maybe cause more brain fog. It's going to cause you not to be able to absorb it. It's going to cause other breaks. Uh, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, cereals are fortified with folate. A lot of white breads and um, uh, white rices and a lot of these things are, again, fortified with folate. Well, that's going to cause anxiety, brain fog. And it's not because you have a MTHFR gene mutation, people without that will also potentially suffer from that because white breads and cereals and other things have other things that are going to cause that in them. So I need us to stop this craziness of saying, oh my gosh, if I have the MTHFR, MTHFR gene, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm this much closer to death and I need to change this or I, something's going to go seriously wrong. No, that's not it at all. What we look at in the genetic testing is what are you genetically predisposed to? What do we need to be more aware of so that we can make some lifestyle and behavior changes that are more personalized and personable to you so that the outcomes that we're getting are going to be ones of more energy, are going to be ones of more focus, are going to be ones of more vitality, are going to be ones of deeper sleep. And 
potentially based upon what we're predisposed to, it might help us choose behaviors and habits that are more designed to you, which can then be validated through the rise or fall in heart rate variability. Yeah. So, so massive, man. I had a, a pretty detailed DNA test done a while back and it's just so interesting. I, I used to kind of poo poo on DNA testing because of what you're talking about, you know, and it, you know, I, I had a guy, but it, what was interesting to show for my DNA, right. Is like, let's just think about vitamin D, right. You were talking about that. Mm-hmm. So I actually have a mutation that I don't absorb vitamin D that well. Then I also have a detox pathway in within my DNA that I don't detox things well. So now you have, I just think of things like glyphosate and things that are coming out in the world, you know, and being able to synthesize vitamin D, glyphosate can affect all that. So I have a broken detox pathway and I also have a broken vitamin D pathway. So I used to think again, like you said, you know, DNA loads the gun, but your lifestyle shoots it. So big deal. I, I'm like, I live healthy. I supplement vitamin D. I'm fine. But I, that's not enough. Actually, it wasn't enough, Justin. And so I was really helpful that I could learn like how some of these DNA pathways are actually talking to each other. It's not just you have the MTHFR, you need more B12. Maybe, maybe that's part of it. That's, but that's just one part because how are all the other pathways talking to each other coupled with what you're doing, which is the cellular testing. So I think that's just really, really fantastic. Yeah. I appreciate you. Talk, talk, talk to me now about the biofeedback, a little bit about the biofeedback and the accountability aspect, because I, I was like, man, everything you're doing is great. But did you, did you think of like, like this, an app or coaching, like to make sure people are doing, you're like, we do that in the app. I was just like, amazing. So talk to people about that because that I think is what's going to make this sticky and why people are getting results with you for the most part. Yeah. So when we look at uh, a behavior change feedback loop, the most important thing, and this is where you can get into like the behavior change psychology component, right? Is what makes behaviors actually stick is when people start to see change. And a lot of times when we talk about things that are more behavior in nature of habits in nature, we don't stick with things long enough because we don't see the results fast enough. But when we have something that gives us biofeedback, something as simple as HRV, heart rate variability, that is super sensitive, and I'll go into what HRV is here in a second so that the audience can really get their hands around it, is it allows for that now biofeedback loop where it's like, oh, behavior X creates a positive outcome or a positive shift in HRV. And that's going to want me to actually start to lean into that a little bit more. It's going to want, it's going to be much more desirable versus behavior B is going to actually cause a downward effect in HRV and actually start to make me think twice about doing this. Perfect example, have two drinks at night, have a glass of wine and uh, a cocktail, wake up in the morning, you're going to see HRV drop or uh, stay up late and start to have irregular sleep and wake times. You're going to start to see HRV drop. All of a sudden, you start to be chained to your desk all day, just taking meetings and not getting up and walking around, not getting natural light exposure, not getting doing any type of self-care throughout the day, not exercising. You're going to see HRV drop. Whereas all of a sudden, you start to build in an exercise routine. You start to get really focused on uh, regulated nutrition. You start to get reg- regulated on your wake and night, uh, wake and, um, bedtimes. You start to, uh, hydrate properly. You're going to start to see HRV rise. And because you're seeing this every single day, you now have the ability to tag exact behaviors, exact things that you've changed 
that now come back to go, oh, I should actually be doing this. And that's what our coaching team does for people is they help them design their life by design or very intentionally, I guess you could say, instead of using the word design twice, um, uh, design their life intentionally based upon the habits and behaviors that we're seeing the upward trend in. And they hold them accountable um, through being able to uh, converse back and forth um, uh, based upon, again, HRV trends, based upon uh, sleep quality, deep sleep, REM sleep, and, uh, and, and being able to have deep conversations that keep them going forward, keep them moving forward, and also being able to shift. It's not like you're coming in and you get a meal plan day one and a exercise plan day two and um, a night routine day, day three, and okay, now go and implement it. We'll see you in five months. No, let's look at what's actually working, what's not working. Let's shift it. Let's change it. And that's what the, the problem with a lot of these plans out there and a lot of these coaching companies out there is that you come in, and again, we come back to the health expert. How do we make it scalable? Well, give them a plan on day one, let them ride it out for three months and see if there was change. Well, no, because then the consistency drops off. And then they go, well, you just weren't consistent with it. That's why it didn't work. No, it's because you as the health expert, you as the practitioner took the shortcut, took the cheap route, took the easy button, and just said, here, here it is, go do it, but didn't actually help create habit and behavior change that was sustainable, purposeful, and actionable. And so that's where for us, we've really taken it in-house and said, how can we hold this person's hand? How can we take them from a state of knowing to a state of understanding so that they're convicted on the consistency of behavior change that needs to happen because there's data tied to the action step and we as coaches can highlight that in real time so we're not going back two days and going, oh, you see what happened there? But instead, we're notified through our AI system of what happened with the behavior, with the habit, with the data, so we as a coach can communicate to the end user because we know that behavior change happens through communication and relationship, not through technology. And when we can lean in that way, that's how you create change and that's how you change the world. Yeah, dude, you're killing it, man. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. That that was the part when I was having that conversation with you, I just blew my mind that you were like on people right away. And that is yeah. such it's real time, real time. So here's here's the cool part is so with a lot of our data science team, we started to chat with them. And here's the unique part with all the data that's coming back is you can be right. 99% of the time, but if you're wrong 1%, it decreases people's trust in you by 85%. Think about that for a second. So you can deliver the appropriate results, you can deliver the right information, but if you're wrong one time, decreases their trust in you by 85%. Now here's the difference. Here's the, here's the other side to that. If you deliver wrong information, like here, this is crazy. If you deliver wrong information, 25% of the time, but you are there real time when something happens and you solve a problem or make something click for somebody when it needed to happen four times, you have their trust for life. That's the crazy, that's the, th that's what all the data starts to show. Like that is just wild to me. And so for us, what's super, super important is not only that we're delivering the right information, but so far that we are so on top of it when it happens. When somebody wakes up in the morning, they already have a text message from us going, hey, Joel, I noticed that your HRV dropped 22% last night and you had 13% less restorative sleep. Can you walk me through the habits and behaviors that you went through in preparing for sleep or what happened yesterday? And every single time without fail, 
Oh, <laughs> I had four drinks last night. Like it was a fun night. We went out. Oh, that makes sense. So do we understand kind of the impact of what drinking has on us? Yes, totally makes sense. So going forward today, what I would suggest is let's try and get in a sauna to get some um, detoxifying going. Let's make sure that we hydrate with at least one element and maybe a Protec to get some um, uh, electrolytes back in our system. Let's take in, because you're 120 pounds, let's take in, pardon me, because you're uh, 220 pounds, let's take in 110 ounces of water today, half your body weight in ounces. Really make sure that that's a focus for us today. And that's where I want you to really start. Okay, perfect. I can do those three things. Well, now they do those three things today. They have more energy. They feel good. The hangover that they would typically have doesn't hit as hard. Then they wake up tomorrow the next day. Their HRV is up. They're like, oh my gosh, Justin, my HRV rose. And look at what I did. Yeah, exactly. And now there's not a fear of what a night of drinking will do. Because people are like, well, I'm not going to abide by that lifestyle because now you're telling me I have to be perfect and there's no way I'm going to be perfect because that just scares me. So I actually want nothing to do with this healthy lifestyle stuff. But now it's what does it look like in moderation? When you make a choice to do something, how do you back it up with habits and behaviors that are going to give you capacity to actually live the lifestyle that you want that's still fun, that's still healthy, that's still leading, leaving you with longevity and empowering you in a way that you've never had before? Justin, I want to move on. But the, you know what I was just thinking before I do HRV is a, is a big topic and you know, it can be actually really hard to move people up in HRV. Um, I've been tracking HRV for like four or five years. So I know I see my numbers regularly. What are the typical responses when you start working with people? What are the typical average jumps you're seeing in HRV just historically? Do you have that data? Yeah. So what we typically see over the course of six weeks is a 10% jump. And over the course of six months, a 30% jump. Holy cow. And so it's been really, really impressive, to be honest with you, is what we've been able to see. And for everybody out there, heart rate variability, otherwise known as HRV, um, I've, I've defined it. It's a language. It's a language that your body is communicating with you, how it's adapting to stress and strain. Your body not knowing the difference between mental, physical, spiritual, emotional stress. So you can have a day where you're in a deep fight with your spouse. You could... Um, uh, run a marathon, you could um, send your kid off to college and just feel this deep sorrow and sadness. Um, you could be in a, a place where you're trying to figure out what's next if you just sold a business or maybe your business went under and you're trying to figure out what to do with a new business or a, launch something new. All of these are different stressors and your body doesn't know the difference. The only response is to protect you and to send you into a sympathetic or fight or flight state, which increases epinephrine, increases norepinephrine, increases adrenaline and increases cortisol. And so when we are in those chronic states, chronic stress creates chronic inflammation, chronic inflammation creates chronic symptoms, chronic symptoms create chronic illness. And that chronic illness is the leading cause of death in the United States at 71%. And so if we can help empower people to understand and how their body's adapting to stress and strain, we can really empower people in a powerful way to know that, hey, my HRV is trending up. Real positive. Positive trend on HRV means my body is increasing capacity. Downward trend in HRV, simply an alert saying, hey, Joel, your body's not adapting well to the stress and strain that you're under, meaning that we have to institute a couple more regenerative but focused habits that are going to be more uh, focused on recovery that are going to increase, uh, that capacity for you to take on more. Yeah. 
I know you have a lot of testimonials with the high performers and stuff, but one of the things I was just curious about, because we had talked, touched a little bit on even autoimmunity and just the normal mom and dad that just has these stresses. Yeah. I was curious also, any just testimonials of working with autoimmune patients or people that not, that not the elite athlete, but just the mom and dad who's stressed out and has autoimmune conditions and they come through your program and it's like, goodbye autoimmunity that they <laughs> so-called had a disease that they were going to have forever. And now they don't. Yeah, that's to be honest. That's our that's our greatest uh, client set right now. I mean, if you look at it, uh, professional athletes make up about five percent of our total business, um, and then the other ninety five percent are your um, your mom and dads, your entrepreneurs, your business owners, your small business owners, um, your business leaders, people in leadership positions, people leading families, people trying to get pregnant, all of these things where you, like our world is just wrapped up in such a high level of stress, a high level of um, uh, just expectations on everybody. And so I know I don't care who you are anymore. You've got high levels of stress in your life. You got to pay your bills. You got to raise a family. You got to um, uh, build the business. And so everybody's under some form of stress. And so, uh, being able to understand what's actually going on and empower people this way, it's so freeing for people because your reality that you're living in right now does not need to be the reality that you experience every single day. It's only because you haven't understood your body or being able to take and understood your deficiencies that this is what your reality is. You accept this function as normal. But the moment that we can say, no, this isn't it, and we can go down this road and we can now understand our body in a different way, we have data actually drive it and something that we can actually change to live differently, that's when we can realize a different outcome. Yeah. You know, in the autoimmune patients, having data has got to be so powerful for them because they now feel yeah. in control. It's not just some nebulous disease that they've been told they have. No, it's just, here's the data. We're just going to, and now I, we're going to fix don't it. Wanna, I, I don't want to downplay anybody's circumstance because for for everybody that's real that's their reality that's what they live every day but unfortunately the chronic illness space is um and just kind of their autoimmune disorder is what their docs and what everybody around us has just ultimately said it is because they don't want to spend the time to actually go deep into it i think our medical i i've said this from day one i say this in my book the power of ownership um is our medical system is not broken and we have to stop asking it to do something different because our medical system was designed to do two things. Number one, fix things that were broken, which I think it does a pretty good job of. They've done great things with cancer. They've done great things with um, uh, surgery and a lot of these other things that are happening and to make money. Those are the two things that it was built for. And it does both of these th those things really well, really well. Yeah. But we're asking it to be preventable health. Guess what? The medical system was not built to be preventable. That's your job. That's your role. That's what you are meant to do is be preventable. So it's time to take ownership of your health. It's time to step up. It's time to do something different. It's time to understand this thing that you're living in and stop keeping your head in the sand and accepting dysfunction as normal, accepting your status quo as normal, but actually leaning in and doing something different so you can have a different outcome and you can realize life with true energy. You can realize life where you have mental clarity. You can realize life where you have great focus. You can realize life that is different from what it is 
is that your reality is today, but it starts with choosing something different. It starts with ultimately learning and understanding what's happening inside of you. And those two first things you need to start with is number one, heart rate variability, and number two is your cellular deficiencies. You learn those two things, you can make massive strides to actually change your outcomes. Love that. Dude, I know we have to wrap it up. It's at the top of the hour. Last but not least, uh, two things. I want you to let everybody know where they can find you and connect with you, but also you've got a new book coming out and can you just kind of speak a little bit about that and where people can, when they, when they can look for that book to drop and what to expect from it? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, you can find the book at the power of So it's the power of It's where you can find it. And really what I do in this book is I put, um, on display the dichotomy that exists between normal and different. So what the world says is normal versus what a life of different looks like. And a lot of what we talked about today, teaching you about HRV, going deep into that, understanding what a life lived differently can actually, un- can actually look like. Um, we talk about these eight controllables or these eight lever systems that you can pull on from a habit and behavior standpoint. Uh, we actually help educate you on how you can expedite new behavior uh, modifications and how to make them sustainable. Which habits are actually purposeful for you? How do we get personalized with these things? We talk about personalization. It's not just general al- generalities of things you should do, but what, rather what does it mean for you in the season of life you're in, with the priorities you have, and what you can start taking action on today and then helping you understand again how can we start testing for a lot of these deficiencies that exist so that we can take those next steps as well. Super exciting, man. I'm pumped. And the book drops in when? April? It drops in April, but it's uh, fully available uh, for pre-order right now. And if people go and pre-order, there's a whole bunch of uh, bonuses. They'll get access to uh, our full resource vault. Um, They'll get a bunch of discounts on testing. Um, They'll have full access to a lot of uh, really cool lives that I'm doing um, and webinars. Uh, People who uh, purchase will also go into a, um, a raffle to... Uh, get some one-on-one work with uh, with myself and our team. Uh, just some really cool things that we're doing in association with this drop. Um, John Maxwell, uh, bless his heart, he uh, <laughs> he dropped a um, an endorsement for us that really compared this book to the next step of Atomic Habits, which obviously Atomic Habits, if it does as well as that, will be will be really uh, will be will be really happy. Yeah. And um, our, our at the end of the day. The mission of our company is to redeem the health of the world through uh, educating, equipping, and empowering people to take ownership of their health. And uh, this book and this resource is uh, is a really, really good step towards that. I love it, dude. So pumped. Last but not least, just share with everybody where they can find you, connect with you on social. And if they want to get jump into testing right now, they're listening to this, they just want to jump all in, where can they go? Yeah, so you can find me at Justin Roth. That's where I'm super active on Instagram. Um, Everything is available there, Um, all the website links, all the podcast, everything that I do. Um, But if you're wanting to get started in testing right now, um, ownittesting.com, super place, super easy place to go, ownittesting.com. Make it super easy, one click, and away you go. You can start your journey. Amazing. Justin, thanks for being on the show, brother. I appreciate you. Amazing, Joel. Appreciate you too. Dude, awesome stuff. 